welcome, welcome, welcome. Start gaming because I don't remember any of the. <laughs> I don't remember what the hell Jeff normally says at the beginning of the show because he's dead. Once again, he is dead. Uh, so dead. Is it's me? It's me. Who's me? Todd Harden, joined no, by Michael me? Fritz. What's me? And then David Feldman with the weird voice. Wow, thanks guys. I really appreciate that. This is I, his I very. This up. is his very white voice. It is. Um, oh, keep your panties on, ladies. Or put them on. Don't know. Um, I, I said keep them on. <laughs> well, I know, but what if they didn't have them on in the first place? Fair enough. Logic here. Um, this is that one video game show that we do on Ranting Media. I don't, like I said, I don't know what Jeff says. Do we have like a fancy line for this one? Well, we I guarantee you we do. Yeah, whoops. Suck See, this is, this is what happens when we don't write out our script. I mean, I literally made up the real reporters one. And I think he has them written out. He oh. just doesn't have them in a public place for everybody. Yeah. Well, that's because, because Jeff believes that we can't do the show without him. He's an asshole. <laughs> uh, like I said, but he's also dead. So we're going to do this our way. And I'm not going to say whatever line he usually lose. Like, we must do the news or whatever the fuck it is. I'm going to do the news right now. First off, Spyro the Dragon getting the remaster. Spyro! It was rumored whenever Crash got one that uh, Spyro was going to get one. Uh, they have announced it for just about everything under the sun, uh, with the exception of Mac, because fuck Mac. And wow. PC, I think. What, what about iPhone? You know, it'll probably come out at some point. I'm sure there's an emulator for that. <laughs> no, um, I was hoping for like uh, like a mobile port. So, um, on the Polygon article that we have linked in our show notes, they have sliders, which shows like the old version versus the new version. The new version looks fucking fantastic. Like, so what do they do? Gorgeous. Do you think they just did a rescan and up the, I, the no, call? I think they redid it from scratch. So they are using a new engine, basically, yeah, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. They're probably using the same one that uh, uh, they used for uh, Crash. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, and they just kind of import the stuff and like remake <laughs> it over it, and then take yeah. away the old stuff and use the new stuff. Right. Um, it looks gorgeous. We'll we'll have uh, video, some video and stuff in the show notes from it, but did any of y'all play Spyro whenever y'all were younger? Actually, when I uh, when it first came out, I, I remember when it first came out. I think it was either PS2 or PS1. PS1. Um, I was a late adopter to Spyro, and it, it was uh, it was different. It was one of the most different games out there, um, mainly because instead of like a bipedal uh, character, you right. were like a All dragon, yeah. right? Uh, that couldn't fly, and it was actually kind of really entertaining. Um, but in the midst of that era, there was a lot of like real, more realistic games. Right. So um, it was fun. It was more um, towards the the Nintendo crowd. Right. Uh, so that way, you know, you didn't have to buy Nintendo to get a kid friendly game. Uh, but uh, it it didn't it it did well, but it didn't do well. Like it it was well enough to warrant another sequel. Um, and and continue production of the game, but it, it wasn't like like on everything like people it wasn't like right uh mortal Kombat or virtual fighter or whatever it was during that time right um it they i would say since sony didn't really have a huge mascot at the time i would have said crash and spyro were there too yeah 
Um, definitely crash because that definitely was, crash. It was worth having the demo disc just to play the spiral and crash demos. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited. A lot of people are excited that this is a thing. Um, I mentioned the Crash Bandicoot thing being the the way that a lot of people found out about this. The reason why Crash and Spyro are tied together was there was a demo for Spyro in the first Crash. Right. And whenever they remade Crash, they left the path to get to the demo in there, which people thought was like, oh my God, there's they're going to put the demo in. And then they just announced that they're remaking it. So... Good on you if you're a Spyro fan. Congratulations to you. Um, the next thing I want to talk about, it's a little bit of a downer, um, but uh, Doublelift, a player for Team Liquid, um, had some very unfortunate things happen. David, you know the story a little bit more than I do. All I, all I know is his brother murdered his parents. Uh, really close anyway. So um, for those who don't know, Team Liquid is pretty – it's an esports team uh, that's pretty famous uh, – pretty much everywhere but America, uh, in terms of, like, high media volume. But uh, there's a lot of people who watch League of Legends, and that's what he's known for, is right. uh, being a player of League of Legends for Team Liquid. Uh, unfortunately, his uh, brother uh, stabbed his mother uh, fatally and uh, severely wounded his father. Uh, for what reasons, we don't know. It wasn't announced. Uh, thankfully, they're keeping it more private, Uh at least at the moment for uh for the deceased uh you know uh he's actually currently right now on a one million dollar bail so that's some serious money in order to bail out this guy uh so he did say that he publicly and on media that he would be off he would be offline he wouldn't be toasting a lot to twitter or any other social medias uh while he takes time to be with his family and try to figure out how to process and get everything taken care of that they need to take care of. Uh, although he did state at one point that he was going to be continuing to compete uh, in the next series of games, which I believe starts this weekend. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that takes some serious mental fortitude. I have to, I, I'm kind of curious to see if his uh, performance is affected in any way by this tragedy. I know a lot of uh, professional players don't play after something that goes on like this. Uh, although there are some players that are, you know, that are a little bit, it depends on how you, you spin this, I guess, mentally, because I, I've heard of players who've lost uh, very close family members or sons or, or, or children, uh, and they suddenly played better than they've ever played in their entire lives. So yeah. uh, it just depends on how you spend that mentally. Right. But either way, um, at least on my part, uh, our thoughts are for for him, and I hope he, uh, him and his family recover from this terrible tragedy. Yep, absolutely. Um and to get us out of that, unfortunately, we're about to talk about a game with shooting guns and stuff. Uh, PUBG is releasing a new map. Um, I believe it's called Savage. Uh, that's Savages? the code name for it. It's, it's right. not official yet. So here's the thing for people that don't like PUBG. A lot, of prob- a lot of people that hate PUBG is because it. a lot of times it just turns into sniper battle. This map is for you. This map is very close quarters. There's a, there's ARs everywhere. <laughs> and you don't have to be the expert sniper to win. Um, I'm excited for it because I am not the best person with the sniper. Whoops. But I usually play with teammates that are, so it works out. Um, but I just thought that was interesting. I've seen a lot of gameplay of it. 
it looks really fun. But that beta is horribly run right now. But that's that's a whole nother thing. Well, and the, uh, the map's not finished. Like, they right. left a lot of buildings. Like, Textures aren't the, done. Yeah, that kind of thing. They left, like, the popular, like, the, the areas that are going to be the most condensed loot are literally mm-hmm. just, like, they didn't even decorate <laughs> the walls at all. It's literally just gray boxes. Right. Um, so, so I do have a question, guys. Yep. Um, right now, a lot of the PUBG uh, maps are na- labeled after uh, different parts of the world. Where is Savage from? Do we know? I it, believe it's it looks very jungly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so like we're thinking maybe Brazil. Kind of thing. Hopefully, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, Brazil or Guatemala, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really excited for it. it. It'll really change things. But the one thing I I really want them to do is add a map selector. Yeah, that would be sweet. Like, God be able damn, to... I hate Mexico in that game. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm getting bored. I'm getting real crazy. tired of those damn sand dunes. <laughs> it's just really bad. Uh, that map turns into uh, sniper fest, and, and a lot. There's not every a lot time. of cover. Right. So. There's no cover really. It's just horrible. I hate it. Um, the next thing in the news, David brought this up. Um, gaming addiction is now going to be part of the DSM. Um, David, go ahead and explain that for everybody. So, um, I, I do, interestingly enough, my family's a, uh, has a lot of, uh, experience in, uh, mental health. So, uh, I came across this article and I thought it was really interesting, uh, for those who don't know what DSM is, DSM is basically I'm not going to give you out the full acronym because like I just can't say it out loud. It's a tongue twister. But essentially, what it is is a diagnostic manual for uh, psychologists to help diagnose mental illnesses. And since there's so many different mental illnesses and there's different variations of mental illnesses, it helps people uh, understand uh, what the symptoms are, what to right. look for, and and help them uh, start recovery process. Uh, in this case, uh, video game addiction is going to be a part of the DSM. It, it's already in the new draft. So uh, for those who don't know, that means it's going to be a legitimate addiction. So it's going to be up there on the same level as uh, addiction to uh, gambling and addiction to other things that are seriously debilitating and can cost people jobs and lives and, and uh, different other things like marriages and friendships and whatnot. Um, so I think that's, I think that's utterly fascinating that, uh, it's going to be now like legitimate, it's now legitimized as a, uh, a true illness and a, and a true addiction. Now, can you answer this question? Because it's a, uh, it's in the DSM. Does that also mean it's a protected class? Like it's a known illness. Like they can't be fired for these kind of things. Uh, so, uh, people basic... with bipolar disorder, if they have a breakdown, they can't be fired for it sometimes. Right. Like, if they disclose. Addiction Again, is different. That, that, it really comes down to, uh, to at least, bipolar. at least in, in America, it comes down to state level protection. Um, internationally, it depends on the countries and how they di- diagnose and how they legitimize, uh, known illnesses. It's what this, the DSM, what that does is it basically states that this is a this is a, a legitimate disease and it's something that can be treated and, and fixed. Now, you know, whether or not certain states will uh, 
you know, protect you against gambling addiction. That's, that's, that's something, you know, there's certain things that you can and can't get away with. Again, it just depends on your state and, and what your employer, uh, how friendly your employer is and, uh, what they consider a mental, mental illness, because, you know, just because you have a breakdown in the middle of, uh, of work, you know, yeah, you may have a legitimate disease, but then that, that, Again, it requires you to state that you have this and that you're actively getting uh, uh, actively getting it under control or being treated for it. So, um, it, it's right now. It's again, it's it's really tricky. Uh, that goes into my question would be if like how would your video game addiction present itself at work? Like you just sit down in the middle of a sales floor and start playing a game on your phone or something? Now, uh, yeah, actually that, again, I, I haven't read the actual DSM draft, so I couldn't tell you whether or not what the, what the symptoms are, but essentially, you know, yeah, that's exactly what it is where you cannot, you compulsively cannot help yourself. So I people mean, who are, that people with gambling addictions, nothing stops them from gambling, nothing. Like they'll do right, it on but, the breaks, they'll do it in the bathroom, they'll do it in the, you know, like a porn addiction even, where... Right. They, they don't have the same uh, barriers that we do uh, for everyday society. Uh, some A lot of people, you got to realize, like with mental, like with legit gaming addiction, these people won't leave for work. Right. But what I'm saying is addiction is a different thing from, uh, say, you're bipolar. It's like a, addiction is a completely different disease. Right. Because addiction is going to cause you to not Miss work. perform at work. Right. Or even in come in work, way. yeah. Because if you're at work and you're having a bipolar episode, it's you know, it's very clear what's going on. Right. Addiction leads you to do things that you shouldn't be doing without you go being different at work, without you I, seeming different. Like, and I wouldn't. Yeah, it's going I, to lead you to do things like either you're going to be late to work, you're just going to leave work, you're going to not even show up, not be working at work. I mean. It's stuff that you could clearly be written up or fired for. So yeah. I don't, I don't see how it could be something that you would get protections. Like somebody's gonna say, "Oh, I'm addicted to video games." And guess what? You're fired. Well, again, yeah. it it depends on your employer and it depends on your state because there I don't are. Think it will. <coughs> I mean, if you no, tell you like like drug addiction is a protected. It is a protected illness. So. You can a, a lot of people can okay. get help for it, and it can be, and it is a lot of no, employers so, offer protection for it. No, I understand that, but what addiction can't you get fired for? In the state of Texas, none. I mean, you can get a you can get it fired for sneezing for crying out loud. Um, whether or not it's right is a different thing, and that comes up well, with no, the ECCL board. Is, like, okay, say you're addicted to cocaine. Yeah, you can be fired for working while under the influence of cocaine. Yeah, you can be fired for under being under their influence. And nothing yeah. can protect you from that. Correct. Yeah. You know, the fact that you have a disease doesn't protect you from being fired because you're addicted to cocaine. Right. Again, it depends on the employer. Now, there are employers out there. I've seen it that will will admit people and not and and get put you right on a medical right. leave status. Right. So well, I, under I understand yeah. that, but what I'm I guess what I'm trying to say is it's a different like. It doesn't addictions don't get protections like other mental illnesses do. No, in they the don't. Place. No, right, because exactly. There's no there's no place for it. You know, cuz if you're you know, say you're addicted to cigarettes or to tobacco. Um if your job doesn't allow you to take enough smoke breaks to fulfill your addiction and you just start taking extra smoke breaks, 
they can fire you for that. Oh yeah, they if can. If you're addicted to alcohol and you show up to work drunk or you're drinking on the job, they can fire you for that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Again, you're right. But again, it comes down to the employer and whether or not they legitimize it as a disease and they will seek help for you. Um, right. But but again, but a lot of the times with video game diseases... It's completely different from them well, right, because not being the, allowed to fire you. Like That comes down to the employer wanting to help you versus firing you. Right, right. And, it, and again, it, it doesn't change the fact that... Uh, it doesn't change anything like, you know, let's say you are addicted to crack cocaine and you 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 smoke it or do whatever you need to do with the drug. Most of the time you're not employed. Most of the time you're, you know, you're not necessarily like the worst case scenario is you're not employed. You're, you know, going from whatever means you can to get your next score. It won't be too much different than with with gaming because you got to fulfill that need to escape. And, and what it comes down to is simply trying to find a way to escape your reality, whether it's through drugs, whether it's through, uh, you know, porn, whether it's through games in this case. So, it, again, it, it is a, it's a mental illness, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're protected. Right. Hmm. I didn't think about it like that. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting. Um, we, we're kind of going to transition from that to more talk of all this video game addiction being real, being fake kind of thing. Um, after the... Did we talk about Trump's meeting after the Parkland shooting? I don't remember if we did. We did mention it uh, in one of our episodes, I believe the last PSG, where he was trying to say that video games were... Uh, in, in, where violence in video games was an issue, which, again... No one said anything about violence in video games for like years until he brought that shit back up again. Right. I, uh, have but, you ever felt like you were addicted to a game? Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. One of the most addicting games out there, there's two of them. There was EverQuest, EverQuest and then there was World of Warcraft. So, uh, both and, MMOs, obviously. Both MMOs, exactly. Um, you know, in, in Korea, there was so many people getting dying from lack of uh, sleep, lack of food, because they were playing three, four days straight in a row without stopping. So, yeah. you know, video game addiction is real, I believe. I believe it is something that you, you may not be able or want to be turned away from. Uh, you know, I've heard of, uh, especially with World of Warcraft, EverQuest, I've heard people... I mean, people are getting all married online and then meeting in real life and then, you know, starting their families in real life on that game based off that game. Um, people were, you know, skipping work, getting fired, not, not, you know, not even cleaning themselves or, or, or going to the bathroom, in, you know, like a normal human being and taking a break uh, because they were so addicted to this game and they wanted to escape their reality and, 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 and make quick achievements that you couldn't do in the real life. Uh, you know, so, you know, whether or not it, it, it's real to us, it's real to some people. Right. Yeah. Um, I, David and I talked about this. Like I was always scared to get MMOs. Cause like, I felt like I was going to get lost in them. Uh, you know, it, again, it just depends on. So 
medically speaking, what it ends up doing is it, it you you form a, an addiction to the um wow I can't you receive in the game. Well, right. So it's Whether you get an achievement, and so you get a rush of endorphins. Right. And then, talking about the reward cycle. Right, and then well, so it, what? It ended, could be more than the reward cycle too. It's not just the reward. It's because it could it, also be the the interaction also interaction you have with people. Some people get right. addicted to games because they can literally be somebody other than themselves, and they yeah. don't have to be nervous. Right. There, there are people with a lot of social anxiety out there. And games provide them with a uh, the ability to not have that social uh, social anxiety, where they can be sociable people, and lead lives that are nothing like what they have right now in the real world, and that's what's that's what starts the addiction. It gives you something that you don't have in real life. So why would I want to be in real life if I can be something better somewhere else? That's true. You know, and. and you know, I, I get the addiction part, you know, because at, with World of Warcraft, when I was playing, I was I was like, it was during its height, I was probably just out of high school in college. And there'd be days where I, I literally the only thing I could think about was when am I going to get logged in next? Um, you know, I didn't particularly have any desire to, uh, you know, be outside and super sociable. Uh, there were days I still did, obviously, but you know, there were days where I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like having to be extra. Mm-hmm. I can be in my sweatpants and comfortable in my uh, my uh, uh, basketball shorts, and you know, play a game where I can talk to hundreds of people. You know, form friendships that can only be brought through these ga- games, and talk to people from around the world versus the same people every day. Interacting with the same set of people with the same set of values that you're just like you're not getting anything out of it sometimes where you know there's there's something more fascinating around the corner. Yeah. I agree with you there. It's uh you also already have something in common with these people. That's true because you you like the same game because you're playing the same game. Yeah, and, uh, and that that right there will break down a lot of social barriers. Yep, it's very true. Having that one in. Um, Michael, have you ever been? Close to addicted to a game or addicted? Um, I wouldn't say I've ever really been addicted. Uh, the closest I would say is anytime I've got a new game that really draws me in. Like, I can't wait to get off work to go play it. I can't, you know, I, on my breaks I'll be, you know, looking at gameplay videos of it or whatever just to see what other people are doing. But What about you your know, Dead Cells? I'm not playing it nearly as much as I was. No. It's, it's an excellent game. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, it's all good stuff. That was gonna tie into the next thing we want. I wanted to talk to you about um, Sea of Thieves, Pirate Time. Yeah, it's a great game. I really enjoy it. Uh, I see, enjoy so it that much. I don't. David doesn't like it. I don't like it, and there's a couple reasons why. Um, for me, there there's no achievement. There's no there's no reason to play. It's cool to run around in a ship. It's fun to shoot guns and and swashbuckle with your sword, but like for what? So you can get a couple of fancy items. Okay. You know, like I want a leveling system. I want to be able to achieve something beyond a fancy eye patch. You have three different levels of what? You have your rankings with three different guilds. You have the gold hoarders, the 
mystic people and I forget what they're actually called and an emergence alliance. Right, yeah. but the thing is, though, missions for them and turning stuff into them, so you can get fancier stuff. I mean, that's yeah. what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so what? You get fancy okay. stuff. But it, you want progression. I want progression. I want to be able to feel like I'm doing something besides just sitting there getting fancy stuff. Uh, you know, the I mean, one you thing get I more difficult missions as you go. Okay, and again, it's basic. It's super repetitive, though. It's basically the same thing. I mean, you play PUBG. You're right, but there's a difference. There's a level of competitiveness that you get from fighting other players and a sense of a supreme accomplishment versus fighting a computer. So now, you're yes, you're right. There are random encounters to... with real people, but it's very random. And a lot of the times it's a very lopsided battle. There's no there's no real like, you know, competitive system where it matches you with somebody that's in the the similar similar uh progression in in your story because there is no progression. So there's no way to tell whether or not someone's going to have a, a a better ship or better equipment. They don't. There's no leveling system to be able to determine that. So, but it would be it wouldn't be determined by what you have. It'd be determined by your stats. Uh, Overwatch pairs you based on all kinds of stats that you have. Like how many ships have you sunk could be a stat. How many, you know, your cannon accuracy, your Oh, there's so many things that you could have as But they stats. don't right, but they don't tell you what those are. You don't know what those are. So that but that's you know, so like Overwatch you know there's keeps its its matching stats secret. Right. Nobody knows how they're matched. You're right, but by number of kills. You're right, but at the same time, level. you're you're fighting somebody else and you're again, it it's it's a competitive game. It's created to be competitive. The pirates, I didn't get that impression. That's the thing. Like to me, it was very, it was, so, it was very kind of mundane. Like I had fun so playing with y'all. So what you're saying is the map is too big and there are too few players on it. I but mean, only, you can only have six ships on the map at any given time. I, I get oh, that. True? Yes, that's their, that's their limit. At least that's what I've read. Huh. Uh, you cannot have more than six ships. It could be six solo players and sloops, or it could that be six full galleons. Right, but that but that's what I'm saying. So like right now, it's it's not polished. It feels like it's not polished. It feels like you know there's a lot of potential in the game, but right now I wouldn't pay sixty bucks for it. Hmm. I wouldn't. Uh, and and to be honest with you, I don't care for the cartoony look. It's it to me. It's very overdone. Like I I, I want a little bit of realism. Like if they had taken Assassin's Creed look uh, with Black Flag and and imported it to the very same game, I would be significantly more in, in, impressed with the game. I'd be more into it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. You know, because I feel like that a little bit more level of realism would sink me into the game a little bit more. Uh, the the cartoony the the cartoony skeletons. It, I don't know. There's nothing that it. There's there's no level of excitement finding those. Like if if they were scarier looking and they were more menacing, and it was more like in a cave at night where it's super dark, and you can barely see them except for the gleam of their red eyes, that would be fun. All right. So, what if I told you that there are skeletons that at night or in a cave are only visible by their eyes because uh -huh. they're nothing but shadow unless you shine light on them. Right. Again, that that's that sounds more fun, but again, it it. It's still very cartoony, so a little bit of the tension's gone. A little bit of the excitement factor's gone. It, you don't really feel threatened by a cartoon. 
It's like getting beat over the head by a softball. Black and all you see is glowing eyes. Yeah, again, I don't I, think the fact that it's cartoony makes a difference. It's two red glowing eyes. To me, it does because you know, like it, it's like getting hit over the head by a Nerf ball. Like, okay, it's a Nerf bat. So the too long don't didn't read of this, or the too long didn't listen of this for <laughs> David for David's review of Sea of Thieves. He played it for a couple of hours with me and Jeff and decided he doesn't like it. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds about right. Uh, I, I, you should, people should play CSE. So I, I, right now fun. it's on a, it's on Xbox. You can get it for if you have the Game Pass, you can get it for free, and it's yep. a free download for fifteen bucks a month, and it's worth fifteen bucks a month. Which is that's going to be our next topic, actually, real quickly. To um, me, yeah, but to me, it's worth fifteen dollars. It's not worth sixty-eight right now. So it's worth fifteen. Okay, right. Um, but that was my next thing. I was going to say. Should games still cost $60? Um, the reason why I say this is Xbox has lost, launched the Xbox Games Pass. I believe it's $10 a month. $14.99. Like $14.99 a month for a select amount of games, unlimited play, you get the full game. Right. If you cancel your subscription, you lose access to the game. Yep. But... There are day and date games. There are huge games in that package. Like Sea of Thieves was available day and date. The same day that Michael, Jeff, and I bought it, it was available for Games Pass people. Do you think that will become the dominant way to play? Yes. Or buy games soon? 100%. Um, I don't. I, don't I think, think it will happen. be for consoles. I, it won't, I don't think it will do for PC because it would just be too easy to try to crack it and, and, and stuff like that. So, but um, consoles, absolutely. To yeah. me, it's like a new way to demo games to see if it's worth the money paying for it. Like, speaking of, did either one of you ever have EA access nope. on the consoles? I did. It was really nice, actually. Well, you play a lot of sports games. So that makes I do. sense. I play Madden and. NBA well, they also had Need for Speed, which was great. And I also played the shit out of Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. <laughs> that was fun. That's on, a fun game. On, uh, that that was a very fun so, game. The reason I don't think that model will will stick, like I could see it being somewhat successful, but it won't take over the industry because there are too many people out there that pay for their games by saving up for something and buying what they want. When I was a kid, I bought all of my games by saving up and buying it. You're right, but there's one problem with that process now, and that is. And that is, there's too many games, and it comes down Never to enough games. no. What I mean by that is, when we were young, there was maybe one or two releases, a big releases a year, where it was like, okay, we have to get this game. You had plenty of time in advance. You knew everyone was gonna get it, and it was like, okay, we can definitely play Call of Duty two. Everyone's gonna get Call of Duty two. We know it's gonna be sixty bucks, or at the time maybe it was forty, whatever. But we all knew we were going to get it, and we all played it, and it was great. And there was that level of anticipation and that level of camaraderie that we were all going to play the game, and we all knew we were going to get the game. So it wasn't like a big secret. Nowadays, there's like a thousand games to choose from. There's new ones every time. All these indie games are coming out, and it's like, what do you choose? What do you spend your money on? (laughs) You know, like, is it worth $60? Do you really want to spend $60 for a game that you can only play for like a month? Or two, okay. maybe. But 
would you rather so you would prefer to pay $15 a month get a couple a game games pass. that I'm not going to play for very long that I might be interested in well no and then, hear me out hear me out uh-huh. $15 a month because there's a game you want to play on game pass and two three months later you're not interested in any of the other games coming out so now you've paid your $45 in when you could have just paid 60 and gotten your one game now you have to keep paying to keep playing that game, or you have to shell out $60 to get it. But because, at that point, it'll be worth it. You gotta, real, you gotta remember. At what point P- is it worth it? Well, I, I'll tell you right now. Because I know a lot paid, of... You just paid... I mean, okay, so you're $45 in, you decide that you want to stop by paying for Game Pass because, you know, despite the fact that there's new games every couple of weeks available for it, you don't like any of the other games that are coming out. Well, that's the thing. You gotta download it. You gotta play it, and it's a risk. A lot of the times, that's the the fun part. That's what demos are. Like that. That's why you get a demo. It kind of interests you. Why not? You're you're essentially you're paying fifteen bucks to play games for free. The way you gotta look. That I mean, that's the way I look at it. Like I don't have to pay, you know, sixty bucks, and then run the risk of hating it. If I pay fifteen dollars, it's not okay. that much of a risk anymore. But the majority of gamers. Uh-huh. are not hardcore gamers that are trying all kinds of games. The majority of gamers are casual gamers that are going to play Healthy casuals. a little bit. Uh-huh. But you gotta realize if a $15 buy-in was a game that you're, if you're a casual gamer that $15 it's gonna make you want to spend more money. Because what? let's say someone does like pirates and they're a casual gamer and they don't know that, you know, yeah you can watch Twitch. That's great. But that's not the same as playing it. You know, you can... I When I was watching Twitch, I liked Pirates a lot more than when I played it. Uh, being able to play it on, on FastPass, let's say I did like it. I would gladly spend the next uh, an extra $60 a month. Or not $60 a month, but $60 to invest in that game and play it. Uh, at, at this point in time, I don't want to run the risk of spending fifteen dollars or $60. So that $15, to me, it was well spent because I don't have to spend another 45 or another 60 for a game that I don't care about. But you've already paid 75 for the first game. I would have paid $75 for the first That's fine because I know I like it and I know it's worth the investment. You know, would you? I, I guarantee you right now, if Game Pass was available and Jeff was being able to play, uh, didn't have to spend. The forty dollars or whatever he paid for Iron uh, Iron Wolves back when there was uh, Destiny One, he would have gladly paid the fifteen bucks. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's the things you got to think about. It's not just because it's not just for one game. It, it it's the ability to not risk a lot of money if you don't like it. Because a lot of people, if you play a game, you get bored of it in a couple of days, or you get bored of it within a month. At that point, there's a new game to play. Great. Worth I like it. the idea. I mean, it makes you try more games. And there'd be stuff that you didn't realize you might like that right. you might freaking love. Like, whenever I first heard about the game FTL, have either one of y'all played that? Uh, Faster uh, Than Light? Yeah, I, I freaking love that game. Oh, God. The it's difficult, it but it's so fun. stupid to me. Oh, yeah, right? But I played it, and it's impossibly hard. But it is one of the most fun games I've ever played. Um, I played a lot whenever I'm like just kind of goofing off around the house, because it, you really don't have to. Like you have to think, but 
if you fuck, you're gonna fuck up either way, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, that's what I'm thinking. And, yeah, I mean, to me, like, let's say Assassin's Creed or Origins, for example. Right. It's not a game that I would pay $60 for. But for two or three months that it was on uh, rotation for uh, the Game Pass, right. I would gladly pay the $15 a month. Because it's a fun game to play every once in a while. But it's not something I would feel like is worth a $60 investment or even more for the for the the packs. So, so if you're playing it every now and then, mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess my first question would be, do you get all the DLC for free on Game Pass? I, I haven't had a chance to as check it out. As far as I know, yes. But as I believe so. Yes. Right. You get so, all content for it. Right. So it, essentially what it is, it's a paid demo. You don't own the game, but you get to play it for a while. It's like renting. Yeah. You know, but they give you the, they the only downside is they choose what's available for rent for the right. fifteen dollars a month. Yeah. Uh you know, so essentially what it is, it's a lazy man's uh gamefly. Right. I mean right. it's the new version of Gamefly because it's well, Gamefly you still got to pick. Right. You know, you know, maybe there was a wait list on the popular titles till they got a copy back in to send you, but I mean Gamefly was still choice. Mm-hmm. With Game Pass, you're being told this is what you get, right? And right. Also, the, I think the biggest thing that irks me about Game Pass and the reason I won't support it is that it's through Microsoft and it's not tied in with your Xbox Live subscription. I can see your point. I can like, see your point. You because you have to have the Xbox Live subscription. That is true to play the games on Game Pass. So it's not fifteen dollars a month. It's $15 a month on top of, what, $100 a year? Yeah. Well, you got to also think about it uh, this way. Uh, Honestly, to use Xbox, you really do need Xbox Live anyway. There's so many features that are... Well, you're right, but there's so many features that require you to have Live. So it's almost kind of a moot point. Anything multiplayer, effectively. Anything multiplayer... Uh, the download stuff, I believe you have to have live. Uh, nope. At one point in time, you couldn't even you run Netflix. The, you now that changed. You market on Xbox and buy games without Xbox Live. Hmm. Uh, okay, well, originally, you because couldn't even run... they still run... want you to be able to buy games. They just right. want you to... Originally, you couldn't even run Netflix without live. So Right. They you changed know... that a few years ago. Right. right. They did fix that. But, so, you know... It's but at the same time, for a lot of people, seven bucks a month, or a hundred dollars a month, a year, I spend that same amount for my Amazon Prime. You know, do I use that every day? No. Would I use Xbox Live every day anymore? No. But at one point, I did. So right. you know, it was well worth the investment for paying fifty cents a day or whatever the monetary division is. That's true. No, I get what you're saying. Um, unfortunately, like I've pretty much switched all the way away from uh, from console gaming. So I don't think this really affects me anymore. Um, but as we discussed earlier, this isn't going to happen on PC. Hey, Steam's if it did, not going to yeah. offer like an all-you-can-eat buffet. That's too yeah. much. Well, I mean, they kind of do with... Well, they don't support it, but I mean, Humble Bundle is kind of the same concept. That's 10 bucks a month and you get like 10 games a month. Well, Humble Bundle's a little different, though, because you own those games whether you right. continue to subscribe or not. Yep. Humble Bundle is a loot crate of game of gaming uh, access codes. Mm-hmm. I mean, right, but the premise is still the same. Them. 
Yeah. Because if if Todd ever stopped subscribing to Humble Bundle, he would lose All right, dude. hundreds of games. No, I've already stopped. Right, but right. If, if it was if you like lost games all your pass, games for stopping, you wouldn't have a choice at this point. Right. I I have in my Steam library four hundred and fifty eight games. If I lost access to every one of those that I bought the Humble Bundle, fuck. Now I actually have a question. Is yeah. that all of your games from Humble Bundle, or do you have no, a bunch of unredeemed access codes? I still have codes? pages of pages of pages of unused keys. Damn. So, kind of crazy, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah. Hey, man. I like what I like. I, I had expendable income at the time. <laughs> no, no, not so much. But uh, I, that's what I was curious about. Um, anybody else? So, quickly... Let's just go over what we're playing right now. Um, sea of Thieves for me. I don't know about y'all. I'm playing uh, lots of Sea of Thieves. You are playing lots of Sea of Thieves. More than me. Obviously, David is not. David's not. Hey, I gave it a try. I'll give it another try again. PUBG's I'll try to get into it. PUBG is still a thing for me. Um, uh, I was playing Assassin's Creed Oranges for a little while. I just Did I just say Origins? Or, you did. Oranges. You said it yes. compl- oranges. <laughs> All right, I meant or origins. Origins. So, yeah. uh, but that got kind of boring quickly. It it just I couldn't get into the story. Those games um, in general, like you either love them or you hate them. I love yeah. Assassin's Creed. Okay, also do they I. get really but, repetitive for me. But yeah, they started. It started getting a little repetitive. Like one Egyptian guy to another Egyptian guy. I just got meh. You know, what? I'm pretty sure it's gonna get better. I just gotta tough it out the 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 boring part. That's um, always been my issue with those games, is I get that feeling of, oh, it's got to get better. You know, it's all the same because they didn't want to hit me with everything early, and then it never gets better. Right. <laughs> Let me have hope, damn it. Creed line has never gotten better after the midway point. <laughs> it's more of the same, and if anything, the cutscenes get shorter and they get less interesting. Until yeah, you get like, the, fin- but, the finale. But at least you get cool weapons. I mean, yeah. you get swords, you get... Uh, hey, right now I'm driving. I'm riding around in a badass looking camel. So you know that's in there's that. Camel? What kind of bestiality shit are you doing? Interspecies erotica. It's black camel, man. <laughs> oh, so it's uh, a. Don't, don't go there, Michael. Don't go there, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just still I, trying to figure out how you ride in a camel. Right. It's a that's a weird thing, right? But uh. I, I'm super excited to see what's going to happen. Like, I, I'm playing PUBG and Sea of Thieves. I can't think of any huge games coming out anytime soon. I don't know if y'all can. Um, but uh, I'm super interested in it, at the very least. Um, I do want to play Assassin's Creed Origins at some point. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, Switch um, has games coming out almost which put, constantly. They put out 18 games a week. Is the general number. 18 right, but games a week. It's including all of the ports of indie yep. games that are coming from Steam. Amazing indie games, though. There are yeah. a lot of games like I would much rather have on the Switch than on Steam. Yeah, I'm so, hoping to get uh, Binding of Isaac soon. So personally, I'm Switch still interested point. in Anthem. That's coming out this year. Uh, yeah, that's later this year. I thought that was going to be next year. Yeah, uh, Anthem's looking like it's probably going to be pushed back until like early mm. to mid 2019. I'm still waiting no. for it. God of War comes out 420. But I'm willing to wait at 420. 
I'm willing to wait for Anthem because I don't want them to rush it like they rushed Destiny. Right. Because Destiny 2, I still can't go back to it. I still can't. I, 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 I just lost all interest in it. Every once in a while, I'll get the urge to play it, but I just never fall through. Yeah, it's, I, like, I get the it's urge a, to it's check a draw. it out because people are talking about it on the, you know, because I, I keep up with it on Reddit. Same. And people talk about the updates, and then, like, you get a few people that are like, yeah, this is fixing some stuff, this is fixing some stuff. And then every time, two days later, yep. this didn't do it. It's yep. still not there. It's still not there. It's still didn't not fix close. shit. <laughs> it's still you know? not ready. Yep. Hey, well, Kingdom of Hearts 3 is coming out this year. Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting games that will come throughout the year. Uh, Last of Us Part 2. Mm, I thought that was going to be next year. I'm excited uh, for the new Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers? Uh, I, I guess I need to buy a Switch soon. Right? I guess that's the general idea. I think Michael, so, too. I do. Jeff has one. I'm in, the, and I'm in the process of getting one. That, that's going to be my next big buy. I think okay. I think Jim might actually be planning on buying one too because I think we were uh, talking to him about it. And Mega was, Man oh. Eleven comes out this year. That's yeah. right. I forgot about and that. And it looks good. Like I can't even keep up with all the all the Switch games that are coming that I want to play, and I actually have to make decisions between them because yeah, I don't I don't even have time to play all the games I want to play. I'm pretty hyped up. Uh, I'll probably get a Switch this summer. Uh, for Jeff, Red Dead Redemption Two is uh, coming out this I mean, year. That's also. Uh... Also, my We don't talk about that. Wait, also, me? I thought you played it, the nope. original one. No, I've never played any of the Red Dead games. Oh, you you bought it for Jeff or something? No, I lived with him at the time that he you was lived playing with him and watched two and just stupid wa- shit on it. Literally, every time I'd walk into his room, he's got people tied up on train tracks. There's something wrong with Jeff. Fucking weird, <laughs> man. But now he's dead, so who cares? Uh, right? He's dead. Uh, the new Spider-Man game comes out. Uh, September 7th, I want to say. Sounds about right. I could Spider-Man. be wrong on that. Um, I'm hyped for that. Um, it, it looks, looks good. It looks great. Um, also, I can't remember if it's Insomniac or Naughty Dog that's making it. One of those two. Um, but I'm, I'm super hyped for that. But I think that's all the big games that we're, we're waiting on. What about Detroit? When does that come out? Uh, Detroit, there's so much... I can't figure out what's going to happen with that game, so I'm just kind of... I'm, it's on pause for me. Yeah. Like, my hype is on pause. Which is sad, because I want that game in such a bad way. But we'll, we'll discuss this more as the year goes on. You have to get your, uh, your PS4 out of hibernation. I'm, just, I'm probably just going to buy a PS4 Pro, to be honest with you. Nah, I don't do that. I, 4K, man. I would rather upgrade my PS4 than do that. Really? Like solid state drive in it? Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah, but 4K gaming, it's going to look amazing on some of these games. 4K yeah, is going to look really great on my 1080p TV, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I hey, tell you what, Todd. I might buy your PS4, and then you can use that money to buy the, the new one. I got to figure out apartment <laughs> situation first. And then oh, we'll, I know. It's not we'll like anytime this. soon. Um, but yeah, that is it for this episode of Press Start Gaming. That was fast. Um, it was. This is a quick episode. I think we only did like 30, 45 minutes at most. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Please check out our other podcasts, Real Reporters, Gadgets Inspectors, Rant On, and Undercoverage. I said that so much easier than Jeff does. I don't know why he struggles with that every goddamn time. Uh, check out randymedia.com. Check out patreon.com slash randymedia and our Twitch 
page, which is twitch.tv slash rainy media. Um, we will be probably playing Sea of Thieves or PUBG more this week. Um, so check us out then. Uh, for myself, Todd Harden, I ha- once again had Michael Fritz and David Feldman with me. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.